following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? the backfield exploding down the sideline this is hanging with the boys presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings now your hosts nate newton kurt daniels jesse holly and shannon gross oh hey outside the Ford Center at Star in Frisco, Texas, where it's 65 degrees. It feels like 64. The high today is 73. The low tonight is 47. We'd like to welcome Jesse and his forehead to the show today. How you doing, Jesse? There you go, taking. There you go, taking family business. There you go, taking private family business and bringing it to the streets in front of company. I, mean, I just, you know what? I am, I, I am losing my trust. Kurt is the only one I trust. Oh yeah, that's the only Deacon Kurt one I trust. Hey, this Chris is Beam. This is Chris private. Beam sets me up weeks ago. And this have is, people text me all crazy. This is not private business. Anybody that's tuning into the live stream can see that you brought a friend to the show today. I was just welcome. You didn't have to point it out, though. You didn't have to point that out. That was that was family conversation, was family at, business. And before we, we brought that up off the air, I was actually, because the way the light was hitting it, I was going to bring that up anyway. And then we just happened to talk about it. So, Kurt, you're the only oh, one I trust, man. Kurt. Don't cross yeah. me, Kurt, because the rest of these guys, man, they are. What dead. about Chris, man? Yeah, Chris don't give you no grace. No, Chris, no, Chris, Chris deaded me out a couple weeks ago when he had everybody, <laughs> he had everybody tweeting me, texting me. <laughs> Keep your friends close, your enemies close. Man, I'm telling you, boy. Sheesh. <laughs> Well, you know what? No, no other way that I think we could open the show today other than we lost a good one yesterday uh, yeah. personal friend of nate newton in fact nate you were on his special they aired over uh over the weekend you know we lost john madden um you know great coach even better commentator um you know what are some of your favorite memories nate about about coach madden is is he was a man of the common people man he, he was you know, when I was watching that documentary and, and a lot of things reached out and touched me, but the one thing that touched me the most of all was how Coach Madman would be on his bus, man, and he would stop. You know, he'll be on his way from California to New York, he'll stop several times, you know. And he would just go out into the uh little sites, man, the little stop sign little stop sites and talk to people, man, and they would be excited to see him, but he would calm them down and he would ask them, What do you do? What is your life about? And he always told me when I would talk to him, man, and right before I get off the bus, I said, Coach, I'm gone, man. I probably won't see you in a couple of weeks. He said, Nate, don't ever stop your Sundays. And he said that a lot of times to me. And I like, Coach, one time I said, okay, I understand now I'm playing ball. The Sundays are here. And I asked him, I said, Coach, what do you mean when you say don't ever stop your Sundays? He said, Nate, don't ever stop in life. He said, always have something to do. Always keep yourself busy. Always be about something because you don't want life to stop on you. A lot of guys get out of football and their life stop on them. They don't know where to go, how to do it, and how to survive. He said, don't ever let that stop. 
And uh, I never forgot that. I never forgot that, man. And I always, you know, whether you was Lawrence Taylor, one of the best defensive players ever to play the game, or whether you was a guy like Nate New, not not drafted, not highly sought after, but, you know, but he saw that I had something to give to the game besides my fatness, Jesse. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Jesse, Jesse, you would have been one of his favorites, brother. You would have been one of his favorites. I'm telling you, he – he would gravitate to that to that common everyday man, you know. I think he was from Jersey originally, you know, and he had that. He he was straightforward, and he and if he saw something he didn't like, or what he you know, he would let you know in a loving way, in that big gruff hard voice, man. And uh, he was everything, man. He was a family man. I think I met his kids when they were young. I never think I never got a chance to meet his wife, you know. But like I say, man, he. I mean, one time he invited me to to Minnesota, man. They were having a Super Bowl up there. And we put together something, you know, where I could be on, you know, uh, I call it the Barney, the, Barney, the Barney Rubble method, you know, where young Fred Flintstone used to get the sandwiches, make them. They'd be so big and they'd get them. In. And uh, we put that on there. And then he found another time, he said, Nate, you know, because I started bringing these sandwiches, you know, from the Capel Deli over there. And he got wind of that, you know. Uh, even Coach Johnson wanted me to bring him one. I mean, it, it, it caught fire, you know. Daniel Stubbs started it. But, you know, me being the fat guy that I am, I could never buy one sandwich at a time. And I started bringing them over to the fellas. And Coach Madden caught wind of that. Hey, man, what 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 about these sandwiches, man? I went to explain to him how they was made and how they was named after certain players. He said, I would like one. So the next time they showed up, I brought him and his whole, uh, the whole staff, the whole uh, TV staff, like 20 sandwiches, different sandwiches. And he, within a year, I was on TV doing it again, cooking this sandwich for Coach Madden and, and, and his peoples, man. And, and I'm telling you, man, he, he took a guy that was just another guy that was passing through the league and made him something special, man. And, uh, when you have a person like that, man, to take little things, you know, that you say. And I, I just remember he was talking to Brett Favre when it first started out, and he was talking about one of Brett's uncles, you know, and, and he had a physical, you know, endowment about him. So, and he even turned that into something special. I mean, Coach Madden can take the smallest things and make it the biggest things. And uh, I just want to thank him and his family and, and, you know, for sharing him with us, man. I mean... It's a lot of guys in the NFL, they, they, they hurrah, but it's only one guy that, you know, that you, can, that you know he touched Eric from the, from the superstar, like a Troy Aikman, uh, uh, Lawrence Taylor down to, to a Nate Newton, man. I'm telling you, he was great. He's the best. We'll he miss you, He was always one of my – him and Pat Summerall, I think, are still my favorite broadcast team uh, going way back. But – um, I know you came in, you know, we all know him as a, as a, you know, Hall of Fame broadcaster. And I realized when you came into the league, Nate, he's, his coaching career was already done. But do you have a sense of what kind of coach he was? Can you kind of share some of that a little bit? He was, he was a coach, man. Like you said, he only had three rules of be on time, uh, do your job, and play hard when I ask you to. Uh, he was, he, he did, let me tell you something, man. He didn't like flying. I hated flying. I didn't have no other choice. That was a connection. He don't like, 
and when you saw him, everything was always loose. Coach, man, why you don't wet it? They don't want nothing to hold me down. I don't want nothing, whether it's tied up shoestrings, whether it's uh, tight pants or shirt. He just was, he was just so different. And, and when he talked to you, he had a way of telling you what to do without being ugly about it. Uh, he had a way of getting you to do something without uh, without you thinking, okay, he's telling me what to do. It's like, he, I thought of this. Uh, he just had a personal touch, man, that uh, was different. So I know when he talked to his players, man, they could feel him. And he was one of the first guys that were just one that everybody wanted to show how smart he was. But Coach Madden didn't have to do that. He, he, he was just... He was just him, you know, and it's hard to explain him. You can't explain that guy. It's like, it's like trying to explain your mom. She is there, bro. She love you. She going to take care of you. And you can't, exp- hey, explain your mom, Kurt. You'd be like, that's my mom. That's Coach Matt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Kurt, you, you talked about the <clears throat> him as a coach. Uh, the NFL put out a, a graphic. Um, this morning, highest win percentage of head coaches with a minimum of 100 games. Number one is John Madden at .759, ahead of Vince Lombardi .738, and George Allen .712. So, highest win percentage of all coaches with a minimum of 100 games. So, pretty pretty impressive. Because you're right, like there's a whole generation that didn't know him as a as a coach that just knew him as the commentator and the guy that was on the, the front three generations Shannon three yeah three or four generations then they know they, they know him as all Madden that's all they want right. to know is who's going to be number one on the all <laughs> that's how they that's that's just imagine man he gonna he gonna live on not through just in Canton you go to Canton uh, you have the opportunity to watch a highlight he's gonna always be there but with these babies and these young men and even grown men who've lost their jobs and f- fell in love with the all-Madden game, this is how they know Coach Madden. This yeah. is what they know. And this is all they know, which, you know, I ain't saying it's a bad thing because you get to live on a little bit further than what, than your physical uh, presence, you know. Yeah, him him uh, tying in with that, that video game was genius, man. It's... That's why and him being the priority owner, him being the priority guy to tell a guy. Just remember on the documentary, told the guy, well, we ought to have three on three or seven on seven. He like, no, sir. It's going to have to have them big greases up front. We're going to have to have offensive <laughs> defensive linemen. I mean, he never forgot the game. And just think how he took away the mic. He like, I got to use my hands. Y'all keep the mic. Put something on me so I can show these people. They never drew up things. They never did none of this. He just kept talking. He just kept innovating to the point where even the commissioner, you know, would bring him in to talk. What do you think, John? What are some of your points? What do you think? You know, and so when you when you had that type of impact uh, and when he went into the Hall of Fame, a lot of people, Shannon, like you said, they did not understand he was winning like that because believe it or not, y'all, the Super Bowl wasn't a big thing early on. You know, Super Bowl became big in the 70s, where 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 the, where the sponsors got humongous. Where, you know, we start seeing uh, commercials and all of this right here, where you pay 1.8 million dollars for a 30 second spot or whatever the national, and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Now the Super Bowl is 
way over. It's a lot of guys that won Super Bowls we don't even mention. But he was a part of all of this, this, this growing process. And they did not look at him as that, that winning coach, but then they looked at him as that announcer that we knew and this game uh, producer, as we know. And now they look at him like, wow. So now we look back and say, wow, for 100 wins, he's got the highest percentage. That means he came in and impacted the NFL and the NFL still didn't understand how great he was until he got behind the mic because he did not like the Howard Cosells and the other guys who just uh, felt they could butcher a player or players the way they wanted to. He had a way of telling you, hey, that was a bad block, but he didn't he didn't stay on it like we do on Connor Williams, you know, like I do on Connor Williams and Connor McGovern. He's, he hit it and he moved on. You, you get what I'm saying, Jesse? He hit it and he moved on. And so he, uh, he, he is great, man. He is great. And I, I'm going to quit talking because every time you mention something, I'm going to remember something. So I'm moving on, man. All right, let's go. You know what? Let's take our first break. This timing's got me all thrown off. I hope I don't screw us up and we go real short or real long. Wow, you okay. screw us up? No way. Come on, mountain, mountain man, Shannon, without the mountain. I do my best. Shannon, I, Shannon, have you shaved or anything? You look like you're more hairier. Nate, I haven't shaved in eight years. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> but I'm saying, right I'm back saying, hey, looks, the boys. I guess it's the hat. I guess it's the hat, man. I, I don't know. I guess it's the hat. It's the Carhartt hat. We'll talk about that and much more when we come back from our Where's our NFC East gear? Hanging with the boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Cowboy fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience the best sports venue in the world, AT&T Stadium. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit Cowboys Travel com to book your package today. Back to hanging with the boys.
Be the first to receive new offers, event info, and more when you sign up to receive text messages from your team, the Dallas Cowboys. Text Cowboys to NFLDAL, that's 635325, to receive 10% off your next Pro Shop order. Message frequency may vary. Message and data rates may apply. So go do that now. Get 10% off your uh, NFC East champs order and speaking of they are going fast and there's a limited number of them so question for you guys obviously you got some good coaches on this staff we found out yesterday the Jags have uh, asked to interview Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn and they changed the rules this year where you can what is it within the last two weeks of the season you can talk to coaches that are currently employed on other teams i think that's what it is this year how does that how does that affect this team getting ready for the playoffs knowing or does it i mean it's it's different than college like college you're talking about recruiting and things like that and the pros it's more it's a business guys are professional they know if you do a good job you're you're going to go to other teams coaches bounce around all the time but does that mess does that mess with your focus as a defensive or an offensive player if you're if your coordinators are are interviewing for other jobs it's just a zoom meeting away it's just a zoom meeting away that's all it is you get that permission and then you know hey i want to talk to you jess and we zoom in on each other that's that's all that is you know, but does, we it, ain't gotta, does nah, it, bother, it bother you as a player? No, no. Well, it didn't bother me as a player. I mean, uh, when we had coaches that was getting ready to leave, but I, you know, we just we, you know, because our coaches stayed focused. Up under Jimmy, they stayed focused. I mean, even when Coach Swissel was losing coaches, they they stayed focused. They, you don't want to mess up something good. I mean, you rolling. You want to you make sure you have an opportunity to get this Super Bowl ring or get as far as you can in the playoffs. And you don't want to not uh, be concentrating on that. Uh, back then, it wasn't as many Zoom meetings or WebEx meetings. But, you know, you get, you got jets that can get you within an hour across, within three hours across the country. So it ain't, it ain't like you missing a whole lot of time. Yeah, I guess my worry only worry. I mean, we say that, yeah, it's not going to affect anybody. Yeah, no, it's all business as usual. But I still wonder. I mean, you know, Dak is, is Dak Prescott sitting there going, Kellen, man, I can't. Or the defense, man, they love Dan Quinn. Are they? Is it in the back of their mind, man, we can't lose this guy? That sort of thing. And I guess you're right. They're all professionals. They'll do the job they have to do. But but it still makes me wonder if it's. I said this 18 weeks ago, fellas. Well, no, excuse me. I said this about 15 weeks ago. And, you know, when everybody was telling me how great uh, Kellum is, I said, that's good, that's fine, but we have an offensive coordinator and our head coach, and our quarterback knows the system. And we have Doug Nussmeyer as our guy, and they can they can survive. Hey, Chris. Will you uh, do me a favor? Take Jesse off mute. Him and his forehead. Check him out. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> what do you think, Jesse? Who would you rather? Who Who would be the bigger loss? Quinn. Dan Quinn, without a shadow of a doubt. Dan Quinn, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's, it's Dan Quinn. I mean, this this guy with. I, I mean, outside of Micah Parsons and some spare parts, right? That that he went and got from other places, 
he's taken this defense from franchise worse. Franchise worse. This defense was historically in Cowboy history and in the NFL history, one of the worst defenses in football. And less than a year, because we still got season left, he has taken, added Michael Parsons, and again, added some spare pieces. It wasn't like he went wholesale and all of a sudden, you know, revamped everything. He got rid of some guys. So I guess that's addition by subtraction. But he has legitimately made this defense into, we now have the defensive rookie of the year. That's the draft gods bless us with that. We have two candidates right now who are in the running for defensive player of the year. We have arguably the best booking set of defensive ends. We have one of the best quarterbacks in the I mean, you just look at what this team and a lot of these pieces are are carryover. So for me, it's it's the energy, it's the enthusiasm, it's the way that he is did a 180 with this defense and has given it new life. That would be a bigger loss because when you have a veteran quarterback in, in Dak Prescott and you have those weapons offensively, Mike McCarthy is very familiar with it. Uh, what's the guy, Shannon, Chris, or what's the guy that came over with with from uh, from New York? The old, the old coach of it, the weird mustache. McAdoo. and McAdoo. McAdoo's there. Nussmeyer's there. I mean, there's enough guys there offensively that if Kellen Moore, who to me, and this is, this is I'm not hating, to me, he, he isn't, wasn't the, the, the next best thing since sliced bread for me offensively. Right? He's done some good things, but he's had... I mean, he's been playing with the loaded deck for a very long time. Like, he didn't have to walk into the situation and rebuild it. You got a franchise quarterback, franchise running back. You got one of the top receivers in the league. You had arguably a top five offensive line. You know, you had great pieces all across the chessboard. All you had to do was just make the right moves and not allow your, you know, uh, 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 you, 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 you to get outplayed. For Dan Quinn to be able to do what he did, I think that'll be the biggest loss if one of the two had to go. Hey, while we're talking about coaching, it, this reminds me of a question that came. I wanted to ask um, last week. Uh, it came out that uh, McCarthy had said that the work schedule now, that between on-field and, and the meeting times, the work schedule now for the players is 90 minutes less than it was at the start of the season. Did that surprise you? With him, no. For me, with him, no. I mean, one thing I I think we all forget is Coach McCarthy been doing this for a long time, and he's been doing it on a high level for a long time. So we, we, by him being in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers has been the focal point, we never got to know the nuances of this coach. And now that we're beginning to see the nuances of this coach and him making adjustments in this in this time and, and era that we live in, it, it, you know, shit, nothing amaze you about him. I mean, he we 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 laughed at him like you know he was a oh, now I'm into analytics and this that and the other, and he tried to show everybody by the way he let his uh, his special team coach do the things that he did and the, and the moves that he made. But I think 
some of this was calculated. A lot of it maybe was just chance. A lot, a lot of these things are calculated. I think he's a head coach that has the time due to the fact that he, he believes in his coordinators and his coaches, that he has a lot of time and he's sitting there thinking, what can make my team better? What can I do to help my team be better? I think one of the things that we all, we all have to realize is football has changed, fellas. Right? It, it ain't the it ain't the you know three days on the practice field and full pads every day of the week and you spending uh, uh, all these hours um, in meetings and stuff like that. We we've evolved, and you've heard players and, and you've heard players and coach talk about Mike McCarthy about how he takes care of the players. And at this point in time of the year. Honestly, when you talk about your core guys, the guys who are playing 70-plus percent of the snaps, if you don't know what the hell is going on by now, <laughs> like if you're not a new guy who just got you know incorporated, I'm talking about the guys who are playing 70% or more of the snaps. If you don't know what's going on by now, then you are a dumb jock. And I don't like to say that there's dumb jocks. But we're talking about you've been doing this for the last few months. That core doesn't change. Again, each week you add little things independent upon the opponent. But we have this technology now. Even today, you know, Coach McCarthy was, I don't know, can you be late to your own press conference? I guess he figured it doesn't start till I get here anyway. So I don't know if he was late or not. But, you know, they were doing virtual meetings. So while, you know, they're not here or they're not on the practice field, they don't have to be in the building because this, honestly, this COVID thing has birthed it. I mean, hell, look at us right now. Each one of us are in four different sections of the DFW area, but we're all together putting on a live show due to the fact that now we have the capabilities to do these things. Well, it doesn't change for the football players. They also have the capabilities of doing iPads and Zooms and WebExes and, and all the other things to get the information that you need, but also to get you off your feet, being able to get you resting, being able to keep you isolated in your home and away from potentially infecting other people uh, at this point in time of the year. So I know 90 minutes, you know, an hour and a half less, but I think he understands the, the temperament of his team. I think he has a good pulse on his team and understands what they need, what they don't need, when to push, when to back off, you know, when to, when to spend more time on the field, relegated to what they're allowed to spend on the field due to the NFL rules and timing and you know when they need to kind of get off the field more meeting time less meeting time just just being able to have a good gauge of where your guys are at mentally phys physically and emotionally is a is an art that is a part of coaching as well not just the X's and O's but the art of being able to know where my team is at mentally physically emotionally you know are they beat down are they tired because if they are then then you get less productivity from them if i'm if i'm if we're all mentally drained then it does us no good to sit in that meeting for 2 to 3 hours because the information is not getting there anyway so you know take some time off give me what you got let's get as much as we can possibly can and then be done with it like literally be done with it and allow you to go on to something else. And if guys have more questions or need more information, then they can come to you on a personal level and, and get that. But football Trust. has changed, fellas. Trust. The one thing uh, that you have to have and one thing you have to build, you know, is a trust in one another. Uh, 
uh, right now, everybody is trying to keep that trust in one another. Nobody has made that ultimate boo-boo move. So the trust is there that when we, we give you this time off, uh, we, we, we trust that you're gonna gonna value this time. And that's what Coach John, he did it in a brutal way. Coach Johnson did it in a brutal way because he did it through threats. I don't think Coach Picard could do it through threats. <laughs> you know, uh, he's a little more uh, smoother than Coach Johnson when it comes to that. But it's all about the trust. Can I trust a young Parsons, you know, to, to handle all of this free time? Can I trust the young Diggs to handle all of this free time? And so far they have done that. And they've gotten off their feet. They've been prepared. They've done the things they needed to do. All right, let's let take. Me make, let me hold on before we go. go let me let me make one note about uh, if 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 one of these coordinators that decide to go and and get another job anywhere. If if I'm Dan Quinn, and 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 you know I know all the fans are saying you know hey and I I I I, I wish people stopped doing this because. And let your fandom sometimes let it leak into reality. I know you want these coordinators to stay. I know you want Dan Quinn to stay and build this defensive dynasty and do all those kind of great things. But at the end of the day, like you would take a better job if a better job was offered. If a job, you know, I know there's you know there's more responsibility, but these guys live for that. They got into coaching for that. You know, Dan is, has found his second win this year being a coordinator. Um, but he wasn't a bad football coach. I mean, he was a half away from actually being a Super Bowl winning football coach. So he, he has the ability to get a team to the Super Bowl. And don't stop saying, oh, no, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Because if someone in your company or another company offered you a better position, paying more money, giving you more responsibility, 9.999% of you are going to leave. And if I'm Dan Quinn and I decide to go to Jacksonville or anybody else, I'm going to make my first, my first phone call. My first phone call is to Randy Gregory. And I'm going to try to outbid him. In Dallas. Way to go, Jesse. You just let up the things against you again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm calling Randy Gregory. I'm out there. I love you, Jesse. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm calling Terrence Shannon, Steele. can you take us to break before the phone I know call. you got one year left, but I'm, I'm, I'm calling these guys. I'm bringing Javon Curse. Come on with me, son. I'm bringing all these guys that I brought over and developed. I'm, I'm calling these guys up and saying, hey, you know, hey, ain't no state tax in Florida. And the weather is better all year round. How'd you, how, how'd you like sunny Florida? Oh, I, I, that's the call man. that I'm making. I'm just saying. Now we can go to break. That's uh, at Mr. Fourth and Long on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Phone number is 555-555-555. We'll be right back. Call me. Oh, my God. Way to go, Jess. Way to go, Face baby. yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. 
Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Windows. Windows. <laughs> Download the official app of the Dallas Cowboys to get access to in-market game broadcasts, mobile tickets, daily podcasts like this one, live pre-game and post-game shows, game updates, and more. Download in the app or Google Play stores now. All right. You know what? There is a football game this weekend. We are playing arguably the best opponent they've played in Several, 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 several weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yes, and two big names that stand out to me when I think Arizona Cardinals is one name that I is that is burned into my brain that Nate helped do that with is Buda Baker, and if you've watched him this year, dude is a is a freak. He's on another level, and then Chandler Jones. So, is there anyone else on defense we need to be worried about other than those two yeah, guys? I, I add Byron Murphy, Jr., cornerback. He's playing well this year. Uh, uh, Jordan Hicks has always played well, the other safety. So, yeah, uh, I'm telling you, man, uh, those are the guys. Uh, they lost uh, Marcus Golden. I think that's his name. They lost him to COVID, so I don't know if he'll make it to the game or not, but yeah. he's out right now on the COVID list, so he's another guy that's that's a beast. <laughs> they got a lot of guys that play a lot, and I think Coach Vance does a great uh, – Joseph does a great job of uh, moving guys around, putting them in good matchups, but much, much like Coach Quinn. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that, Jesse? Jesse, why are you holding your little buddy up there? Hey, listen, he's cold. It's- Keeping them warm. Hey man, has, that light shines bright. <laughs> hey man, has Bones come back in yet? Yeah, yeah, he came back in oh, two okay. weeks ago. Okay, yeah, he's wow. Back he's back I worry about Bones. You say a little old, so I don't want him to get <laughs> senile and lose his weight. <laughs> um, 